ahead and turn to Isaiah chapter 53 this morning. And we want to speak on the subject of Jesus and rejection. Jesus and rejection. I don't know if you've ever been just thrown away by somebody or rejected. But boy, I'll tell you, that's a, it's an injury that nobody should uh, know how that feels. But it happens, doesn't it? People reject each other. Now, I want you to remember what Jesus went through for us so that we wouldn't have to be rejected in the way that, that he was. He, and I know that it's true, though, that even though Jesus did suffer in such a terrible way, we too will suffer with him. But none of us have to be rejected and outcast by God. That's when you really have an eternal damage and destruction to your soul and praise God for salvation amen we won't thank God that we've been accepted now God God uh, doesn't accept our sin but he accepts the payment that Jesus offered for our sin that we might be accepted in the beloved but look what he did here let's still go to uh, uh, chapter number 53 of Isaiah and let's hold our place there Lord thank you for this day Help us, Lord, to not just uh, treat people bad. Help us to be loving and kind from our heart. Uh, Lord, help us not to throw people away. And God, we pray that nobody would ever be rejected and just thrown away like trash. And we pray, God, that we would not treat people like that. Because, Lord, we know that you suffered in such a way that we'll never know how that is. And God, God you, you, were, you were rejected by your Father. And Lord Jesus, thank you for going through that for us, that we might never know what it is like to be rejected by God. And so, in like manner, Lord, help us to accept folks, Lord. Help us to accept Christ in all of his ways. And Lord, help us to be accepting of all of your ways for our lives. Help us to accept things that we don't want to accept. Help us to be complicit and compliant. And help us to be surrendered and submissive. Help us to be humble and agreeing with what you have for us, knowing that you suffered so badly for us uh, in our place. And we thank you for your sacrificial love. Thank you for going through what you did, Lord Jesus, with all those uh, horrible, vicious people that you associated with uh, that you might walk through the crowd all the way to the cross for us. And Lord Jesus, we pray today that you'll help us to never reject God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now let's look here, uh, Psalm, or excuse me, Isaiah 53, talking about the Lord Jesus before he died on the cross, a prophecy about what he would go through. It says, who hath believed our report, Isaiah says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Notice the he and the him right there. The son will grow up before the father. For he, Jesus, shall grow up before him, God, the father, as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. I say often, that the, the, the muscle-bound specimen of the biggest football player, that's not what Jesus looked like. 
He was not that kind of a physique. He was comely. He was beautiful, but he wasn't huge and muscular. And he, he, what, he, he would not stand out like King Saul did, head and shoulders above everybody else. He wasn't, he wasn't that kind of, of picture of a man. It says, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Do you see then Jesus would have not been able to be picked out of a crowd if it was just by his appearance. You wouldn't notice him in a crowd. In fact, uh, Jesus, uh, he, had, he had other family members. And the name Jesus is, is a common name. And so you have just this regular, I guess you could say, average looking individual. He did look Jewish, but he wasn't this specimen of masculinity and this big football player, this, this, this athletic, huge, uh, attractive build to him. That's what the Bible says. No beauty that we should desire him. But look at what he did do for us. He is despised. Jesus Christ today is despised. People hate him with a terrible, vehement hatred. They hate Jesus Christ. They don't just despise him in a normal way like they don't pick him. They despise him. And look at not only do they despise Jesus Christ, they rejected him. He is despised and rejected of men. Not me. Not you. I don't despise him. I have not rejected him. Oh, I'm a sinner like you are. We're all together in the same boat. But I haven't despised him. I'm not rejecting him. I'm doing all I can to accept him. And doing all I can to love him and to honor him. He's our Savior. He deserves it. But they treated him so bad. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, the Bible says. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. Again, the word despicable, despised. They, they hated him so bad. And we esteemed him not. Now, I don't know if you've ever been rejected, but I have. And I want you to know something. No matter if you've been rejected in a small way or big way, it hurts. It really does. You, you could be rejected in such a way that it could injure you for a long time. Uh, now, I have had some times in my life, praise God, where I wasn't rejected. But I've been rejected before. <laughs> Now, before I got married, you know, um, I, I, got, I got kicked to the curb quite a few times. You understand? Everybody okay with this? I'm just relating this so you can say, yeah, that happened to me too. I was in Bible college. I was a dorm supervisor. I was a veteran of the Navy. I was looked up to. And I, I, there's a girl there, and I said, boy, I got to date her. And um, so I got, I lined it up. It was in the summer. And she, all the time during the day, she kept looking at her watch and looking up at me. And I thought, well, she 
obviously has plans. He goes, uh, uh, are you, you're probably busy at the college, aren't you? And I said, yeah, we're kind of busy, we're, but not too busy. And uh, so I took her back after we ate dinner and took her back home. Uh, it was lunch, I believe. And so <laughs> she kept looking at her watch and looking at the clock. And I said, oh, something's up. So she says, uh, you're, uh, college students are probably checking in at the dorm. You're probably busy, right? She said it again. I said, yeah, I'm busy. I better go, you know. Come to find out, she had another date lined up and trying to get rid of me. I was rejected. I was kicked to the curb. And I'm so glad. Amen, sweetheart? I'm glad, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't rejected by this wonderful woman, and I wasn't despised and rejected by her. <laughs> you know, I heard one guy say, you know, a lot of frogs uh, be, before you find your prince, amen? Uh, but anyway, uh, to, to, to her, I was just another frog, <laughs> But, you know, the Bible does say that uh, Jesus, he, he wasn't just rejected. He was despised. He was hated. They literally envied all that he did. And he was just outcast. Listen, I don't think we realize the amount of hate in this world. It is, it is absolutely boiling over with vicious hatred. And it's hidden sometimes. It's hidden behind politics and protesting and stuff but deep down in there there's a whole lot of hatred and the bible says if you hate somebody without a cause in first john you're just as bad as a murderer in fact you've been in darkness until now if you have a hatred for somebody if it's a racial hatred if it's just hatred for some other you uh, there's there's things that god wants you to hate there's things, it's okay to hate the devil. I'm, I, you say, well, I thought he was, no, he's not. He, you can hate him. You can hate everything about Satan. Amen? And you can hate some things. I, I hate crime. Do you hate crime? Do, do you hate all of it? I mean, I hate that stuff. I'm a hater. I hate the devil. I hate crime. I hate lying. So it's okay to hate. There's a time to hate and a time to love. Amen? Just don't, just don't hate the wrong thing. Despicable hatred toward other people. I mean, for no reason, the Bible says you're a murderer. You got murder in your heart. Where does all these murderers come from? Hatred. I'm talking about deep-seated, unfounded, unnatural hatred uh, for somebody to go and just murder somebody. You ever heard of a drive-by shooting? I mean, that happens in America a lot. These guys hate each other so much, they just drive by and shoot each other. That's, that's murder. That's hatred. That's what they hated Jesus with. In fact, they tried to kill him a few times before he got to the cross. He had to be lifted up on the cross. Now, we have a Savior that's so wonderful but yet this world hates him. Don't, don't think for a minute that people don't hate Jesus Christ. They, he is absolutely rejected. Do you know why, though? Because Jesus loves the truth. 
Now, when, when he told Abraham, Abraham, I've chosen you. I'm going to give you uh, all the blessings of the world. They're going to come right through your, your loins and through your seed. Now, I love everybody, but I've got a special job that I'm going to have you do. I've got a plan so that you're going to be, you're going to be the progenitor uh, later on of my son in the flesh, and you're going to be related and uh, we're going to, out of you are going to come all the blessings to all the families of the earth. You're going to have 12 sons and you're going to, uh, or not 12, but uh, Jacob's going to have 12 sons. Jacob's name's going to be turned turn to Israel. And the 12 tribes of Israel, one of them was the tribe of Judah, was an actual man. And Jesus is from the line of Judah. So in other words, the promise of the blessing was going to come through Abraham, Right. And the way that God made that happen was by the a tremendous miracle uh, in his late years. I, I believe he's either 90 or 100 years old. And he has a, a child, Sarah. She's in her 90s and she has a child and it's of promise. And so uh, in order to get this done, they both had a, lax, a lapse of faith. They, they, it took too long for the blessing to come. It took too long for God's promise to be realized, so they got antsy about it. And somebody said, well, hey, you know, uh, Sarah said, it doesn't look like God's going to do anything. Why don't you go ahead and take my handmaid, Hagar, she's an Egyptian gal, and uh, then, then, then we can have a son. So that's what happened. And you know what? He was rejected. God rejected him because that's not my plan. Now, did God love Ishmael, you can shake your head up and down. Yes, he did. Did he bless Ishmael because he was, a, he was the son of Abraham? Yes, you, you, you keep shaking your head. Yeah, he, he's blessed. He's mighty blessed, folks. The, the, God didn't hate those, those Arab uh, uh, descendants of, of Ishmael. He doesn't hate them. He loves them. In fact, he promised to bless them too. But the promise that we're talking about, had to come from faith. Are you with me? And so when Isaac was born, it was the son of promise. So you'd say that uh, God actually looks like he rejected Ishmael in a way, but that's not the rejection I'm talking about. God has a plan for me, has a plan for you, and he has a plan for everybody. That doesn't mean he's rejecting you and choosing you and rejecting you and choosing you. Everybody has a plan that God's working out in their life. And by the way, if God's blessing somebody, a brother or sister, you, we need to learn how to rejoice about that. Amen? I mean, if, some, if, if a family in the church is blessed, you need to rejoice with them. And if something's going right for somebody else, they might, God might bless them with the thing you need. You're not supposed to say, well, how come you get it and I don't? Hey, that's wrong. That's stinking thinking. Uh, you say, praise God, I'm happy for you. Amen? But that's, that's not the rejection that, that they treated Jesus with. And I know that Esau uh, was rejected. In a way, he, the, the blessing came, of course, through Jacob. Now, there, you're, just because somebody's being blessed doesn't mean you're rejected. Does, doesn't mean... God's too busy for you and he doesn't love you. But boy, I'll tell you what. There's some characters in this Bible that rejected God. I cannot believe how sinister evil 
it is, when you look at some of these characters that hated Jesus so bad, they wanted to kill him. Those Jewish Pharisees were so envious of the Lord. He went down to the pool of Bethesda and asked the man, what would you, what would you want me to do? Well, I don't have anybody to help me in the pool. An angel came down and, and stirred the water. And the first person that got in, they, they were healed of their, of their problem, you know, their handicap or whatever disease. And I don't have anybody to help me. He says, get up and walk. And that man got up and took up his bed and walked. And the Jews saw it. And what did they do? They got so angry at Jesus that they wanted to kill him. Paul went through uh, neighborhoods and, and, and places and he healed people. And they got so mad at him, they couldn't stand it. Boy, you know, the, the Jewish Pharisees, they had a lot of hatred. Would you agree with that? And it was totally unfounded, a bunch of murderers. They just, listen, the, Jesus walked into a, 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 a den of thieves and wolves and murderers, and he loved them all the way through, and they hated him for it. They hated Jesus. They rejected him. Now, sometimes, as a Christian, you're going to be... Uh, in a situation where you might be rejected. I know a man, I don't know his name, but uh, I heard the story. They had uh, a day at the church and they all went out visiting and uh, somebody visited his uh, grocery store, a little mini mart, and he got saved and he came back to the church that week and got baptized. And then he went back and he said, you know what, i got to clean up my mini-mart. No more magazines, no more dirty magazines, no more cigarettes, no more beer. He lost almost 60% of his business. And boy, I tell you, that, that, that's the kind of rejection we want to have toward things. Amen? Take the world and reject it. Re don't, don't hurt people. Just reject all the worldliness. Reject everything. Make a separation between you and evil. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's, it's perfectly okay to reject cigarettes. Amen? <coughs> Some of you need to think about that. Amen? Hey, reject all that stuff. Reject all. Man, hey, most of Hollywood should be rejected. That's it. That's got not a, not a whole lot for you and me. I mean, there's something. I think I've watched every black and white movie it's allowed to watch. I mean, I've, I, I think I've seen every single uh, episode and commercial of uh, the Andy Griffith show. I can quote some of that stuff. It's okay. I mean, there's some stuff out there. So, but listen... We're supposed to reject what God does. He, he does reject, but he doesn't reject people. I want you to see something. Look, uh, look at Ephesians chapter 1 with me. Ephesians chapter 1 in the New Testament. <laughs> I, I think one of the most painful things in the world is to be rejected. And I, 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 have, I have been rejected more ways than one. And that's okay. That's all right. You know, I get over it. I think we can get over it with Jesus, amen? But, but some of the stuff hurts real bad, and God says, yeah, I was there once. I know, I know what you're going through. Don't let the world cause you too much angst if you're not invited to different things that you know is not good for you. 
Don't be envious of the workers of iniquity. Don't, don't uh, wonder, uh, how come you're not part of it? It's probably because they know you're a Christian. Look at this now. Ephesians 1 and verse number 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us under the adoption of children by, the, uh, by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the <coughs> praise of the glory of His grace. Now watch. Wherein He hath made us, what? accepted in the beloved. Nobody in this world ever past, present, and future, nobody in this world ever came to Jesus. You can't name me one person ever came to Jesus and said, Lord, I confess my sins before you. I need you as my Savior. I see the fault. I understand. I don't want to go to hell. I know, I know I don't understand everything, but would you be my Savior? There's not one person in this world that's ever been rejected. Never a person in this world has ever been rejected when they ask Jesus to come into their heart. We are more than accepted in the Beloved. We're accepted not only, not, not only just being saved, but you, you had no business going to heaven. You had no business in God's family. You had no business going to heaven. Nobody. We're, we're outcasts. We're condemned already. And Jesus had no uh, obligation to come and die on the cross. Amen? And yet people hated him for doing it. Well, I'd say there needs to be a great awakening in America. There needs to be a great awakening somewhere in this world to find out. Listen, folks, people are dying and going to hell. They have rejected Christ. They've rejected everything that they could possibly. That's like going and saying to the doctor, I got a great big abscess tooth and I got to get this thing taken care of. Well, you step right in. No, no, I don't want you. You're a dentist. I don't like dentists. Well, I'll tell you, that's just as stupid as somebody rejecting Christ. It's just unbelievable. People, I'm too sick. I can't go to the doctor. I'm sick. I can't, go, I can't go to the dentist. I got an abscess tooth. I can't have surgery. My leg's about to fall off. I can't do this. Oh, my goodness. The, the, the absolute insanity of disbelief and rejection is all over our nation right now. It's all over the world. I don't hate people. I just can't understand why they would reject Jesus. We're accepted in the beloved. We've been adopted. We've been, we've been given his blessings. We have the inheritance coming to us through Jesus Christ. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm awful glad. 
you know, I think I can handle any rejection in the world. I really can. I think I can. I, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm not trying to be boastful. I'm, I'm not certainly calling somebody to test me on this. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, been, there's been some family. As a pastor, you get rejected. You do. And your family gets rejected, too. And that's okay. I honestly think that I can handle just about anything the world throws at me now because I'm saved. I have been accepted by the, in the beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Listen, it doesn't matter who, who, who rejects you in the world if you've been accepted by the Lord. I mean, really, come on. I mean, is it really bad? I've had people come to me and say, oh, I hate your preaching. I just hate it. It's just terrible. I'll say, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I look up and they're gone. I was like, one lady came to me and said, it's just too convicting. Every time you preach, I get under conviction. Uh, well, I'm sorry, we you want me to just preach on flowers every day? Come on. I, I just like, you know, you get tired of hearing about sunsets and gardening. Amen. Come on. I mean, come on, let's get back to the Bible. And uh, I've been rejected. Listen, uh, I tell people our church is running 2,000 people. I can't find them all anymore. It's just running everywhere. All people on earth who reject Jesus will one day be rejected by him. Look at Matthew chapter 10. Now, this gets to the hard part of the message, and I, I, I don't understand everything about God. I don't know how in the world he does this, but it is true in Matthew chapter 10 uh, that he is going to one day cast people out and reject them but not because he wants to he has to how many say God has to be God that's like a police officer just has to do his job it's very difficult for them to do their job but they have to they have to Jesus has to be who he said he was and he has to be God look at Matthew chapter 10 verse 32 it says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. That's the positive side of the battery, but look at this. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. You, if you deny the Lord as a saved person, it doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. Salvation is eternal. But if you don't stand up for Jesus once in a while, there's going to be a price for that. If you don't, if you don't love him and, 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 and courageously support everything he said, by the way, I think I'm going to get a new bracelet. It's going to be rubber. It's going to be, you know, the one would say WWJD. Mine's going to say uh, WD. J.S. What did Jesus say? I don't know all the things that he would do. If you have one of those, I'm not against you, okay? But it's more important what he said than what you think he would do. It's not that subjective. But you don't have any doubt about what he said. What did Jesus say? What did he say? That's more important than what you think he would do. 
And so we don't reject the word of God. This Bible is so important. But he says, whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. I don't want that to happen to anybody. But it will. Look at 2 Timothy for a minute. We're going to go through some scriptures today. I'm glad you came with a Bible in your hand. Amen. And not a banjo on your knee. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to uh, first, uh, se- excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 12. If we suffer with him, or excuse me, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So a Christian doesn't have to be very close to the Lord. It's your choice. But, you know, the Bible does say there was lots of disciples. There were the inner three, Peter, James, and John. They stuck real close to the Lord, right? Then you had the other of the twelve, and they were somewhat uh, close, but they were not as close as the three. Then you had the, the 70 that was sent out. Jesus sent them out, 70 uh, to go out and witness and uh, two by two and they went out to give the gospel out and there was set he ordained 70 at one time so you have the three uh, I think you even have one I think John was the closest one as he laid his bre- his head on Jesus breast and then got to uh, give the book of Revelation I think that was a special time and, and and no doubt Paul too but as you look at the at the, at, at the burning bonfire of Jesus, you have people getting closer and closer. You have the three, then, then you have the rest of the 12, then you have the 70, and then you have the multitudes of, of the disciples, and then you have the world. How close do you want to get to the Lord? You can get as close as you want to the Lord, and He will not reject you. He will not reject you. For God is rich unto all that call upon Him, there's no difference between the Greek and the, and the Jew. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no dividing line of races. There's no dividing line of, 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 of social standing or, or uh, financial ability. There's just no, there's a, God is rich unto all that call upon him. And you can get as close as you want to the Lord. He will not reject you. I've been close to the Lord before, so close I thought he was in the room. I didn't want to look up in prayer. I was so scared. I was trembling. I thought, if I look up, I think I'm going to see him. Uh, that, that wasn't true. I mean, of course, of course, it just felt like that. And there's times when you can get as close as you want to the Lord. He will not reject you. God doesn't look on, on uh, the height of your stature. He doesn't look on the tribe that you're from. You know what he looks on? The heart. Man doesn't see like, or God doesn't see like man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And you can't get rejected by God if your heart's right with him. Amen. Now, we want to thank God that while breath is in the person's body, uh, they can still receive Christ as their Savior. And we, we know that on the thief on the cross. In his last dying moments, he received Christ as his Savior. It's amazing. A change of heart is all God wants. That's all he's really looking for first. Not, not only, but first. He first wants a change of heart. He would rather have your heart 
than all the good deeds that you can do. Rejection is very painful. It's very hurtful for anyone. Now, as you look back in your life, when you look at what God has done for you, that where you have been accepted, those are blessings from the Lord. You know, we had turned away from the world. We rejected the world and we came to Christ. We turned it. That's what repentance is. Has anybody been in the military? Can I, other, other brother Carlson and myself, anybody had military experience? Any, any chiefs in here? Tim? <laughs> He's active duty. And then brother Minetti, of course. Now, this is true. Anybody know what about face is? That's the word repent. That's what it means. You, you're standing, and you have to go like this, see if I can still do it. They'd say, about. They don't say face. They say, hey, like that, right? So, Brother Minetti, could you do that for me in a, in a marine way, okay? About. Hoo. Pretty neat, huh? <laughs> I still got it. My ankles are hurting, though, no. But... That's about faith. That's what it means to repent. That means turn your heart around. And God says, I'll receive you. All I want is your heart first. And then I'll take care of all the rest of it. So we turned away from the world and we turned to Christ and we started walking in his way. And, And God didn't reject us. God has never, he does not and he will not ever uh, reject anybody. Look at John chapter 6. Would you turn there with me? We're going to finish up here in just a minute. John chapter 6. I want you to realize that there are people in this world, they don't need any more rejection. <laughs> I went soul winning one time. <laughs> I hope you'll understand this is this a little crass, but um, I knocked on this guy's door. <laughs> And uh, he came, he didn't have a shirt on, and he had a beer can in his hand. And I, it was his house, I could, I, I was a visitor outside. I knocked on his door and I said, uh, I said, hi, I'm Pastor Shaver from Evergreen Baptist Church. And this is so-and-so, I don't remember who I was with. And I said, I just want to ask you something today. If, uh, if, if you were to die today, God, God forbid, do you know for sure that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? <laughs> he had a beer can in his head, and he cursed, and he said, yeah! <laughs> and I said, okay. You know, I, I couldn't judge him because I don't know his heart, right? And if you'd, asked, uh, if you'd asked David in a certain time of his life, he wouldn't have looked like he was saved. Uh, there's lots of people out there. They, they, don't need, they don't need us to judge them. They just need the gospel. They just need our, our friendship and our love. And they need to cut through. I, I, was, I was out one day and a big old bunch of Hells Angels biker was, was in this trailer park. And the trailer pad, you know the pad, that, the concrete pad that the trailer set on? Well, next door they had another trailer. So um, the trailer was there, but his neighbor had moved. And so they just had the concrete pad for the next place. They had all their motorcycles, all their Harley Davidsons out there. And they were all stacked up. I think there was like seven or eight of them. And they were having a big barbecue. And everybody was out there having a beer and all this stuff. And I just, I, here I come with my short sleeve shirt on and my tie. 
and tracks in my pocket. Now, you know there's a big contrast, right? It was big. And I came up, and they all looked like, what do you want, man? You know, big old bearded guy. Yeah, he, he just like, he looks like Duck Dynasty guy, you know, just like, what do you want? I said, hi. I said, I'm just signing up boys and girls to ride our Sunday school bus. You think I got any kids? Does this look like a kid? You look like we got any kids here? And I said, no, no, I, I was just checking, you know. I really wanted to witness to him. But then I go up to him, and I pull the track out. And I said, uh, what's your name? He told me his name. And I said, hey, w- wouldn't you like to come to church? He goes, he goes, you want me to come to your church? I said, why? He said, why don't you come and party with us? I said, I can't, I can't do that. He said, so, you want me to come to your church, but you won't party with me? Don't you think that's a little hypocritical? <laughs> no, it is not hypocritical. You don't have to, you don't have to be one of them to, 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 to help them, Amen. You don't, you don't have to ride a Harley and drink liquor to, to reach the guy. Just give him a track for crying out loud. Amen? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You love them. And tell them about Jesus. But listen, I don't hate those people. And I, they might reject God, but God doesn't reject them yet. Amen? Nobody's rejected until it's too late. Times of acceptance in my life. You know, one day... There's, there, there's a few things in my life that, that stick out a little bit. One of them was when I first got, when I first made the cut for Little League Baseball. I was just a little guy, just a little squirt. I was just a little shaver. Uh, I made the team. I made the team. Me and Bobby Swanson, man. We practiced and practiced and practiced. And then we came time for the, the, the tryouts. And we were hitting grounders and all that and hoping, hoping, hoping we'd make it. So we made the first cut, and then it got smaller, and then we really put on the steam and tried to do our best, and I'll never forget the time. The way, the way they did it was they called out our name if, if we made the team. And if you didn't, your name wasn't called, so it's, it wasn't to make fun of kids. You know, it was like, hey, Bob, you're not on the list, man. You're cut. No, uh, it was a different way. It was, they called the names of the kids that made the team. And I was so glad. I mean, I, they accepted me on my first baseball team. You say, oh, does that mean a lot? No, not so much now, but boy, it really made me feel good when I was accepted. You know. And then a few other times. Uh, the rejection part of that one girl was overwhelmed by the acceptance of my wife. When she said yes, that was awesome. Amen. But, you know, there's other times. I, I remember when I got a call from, from college, and the, the, uh, the president of the college made the calls. He said, yeah, I just want to let you know you've been accepted as, as a student. I said, really? That's awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. And uh, so that, that really felt good. But you know what really made me feel good is when Jesus came into my heart. That's when, you, that's when you're accepted. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters in the whole wide world if you've been accepted by the Lord Jesus. Look at John chapter 6. I want you to think for a minute how you and I could be better Christians. I believe this. Every person in this room 
should never be rejected by anybody else in this room. In other words, you should have friends in church. You should have friends that love Jesus. You should have brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen? The Bible says there's fervent charity among the brethren. Lastly, look at this verse now, chapter 6, verse 35. And we'll close with this. It says, And uh, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out. Not a good thought today. Have you come to Christ? Have you been rejected by people? Have you been rejected by the world? Have you been made to feel like uh, somebody didn't want you around because they had something else planned? Is somebody looking at you and say, well, yeah. I mean, they look right to, hey, I'm going to be rejected again and again and again and again. So will you. We're going to be rejected by every, well, we're rejected by people that don't love God. Do you know this, this Bible? This Bible is quite a sword, isn't it? It divides, doesn't it? How many have ever suffered just a little bit because you said that you believe in Jesus Christ? I said, let her fly, man. Let her let let the horse buck all it wants to. It, I mean, let her rip, man. It doesn't matter. Hey, I've been accepted by the Lord Jesus Christ. And you've been accepted in the beloved. Thank God for that. Let's bow for prayer.